Wow, hello everyone. Here we are again. Just making sure we'll kill some time just to get people online as you're getting ready. I know it's early, 10.30. But um, yeah, what a what an amazing um, week we've had. Another quick pivot. You see the painting again. Yeah, that's we were, um We were <laughs> thinking, man, we should have got a new painting or something for this new lockdown, but maybe familiarity will bring some comfort to all of you. The, the saddest part, I think, for me, is I was due to get a haircut on Thursday, and it was already a week later than I was, so I kind of feel like I'm going to be looking pretty rough by the end of this level four lockdown season. We were just joking, maybe we could do a fundraiser and I'll shave my head live on Facebook for, um, for yeah, who knows what. <laughs> A new building fund or something like that. Exciting. But anyway, welcome to Maharingi Vineyard Church Live. Um, good to see lots of people kind of clicking on already. Um, hope your bubbles are doing well. We just wanted to start this morning by um, by saying welcome and, and really just doing, trying to keep a little bit of normality and, and celebrating birthdays and anniversaries so Angela's going to go through those but if we've missed yours maybe put it up on on the screen and we'll catch you again later on um, just to celebrate but just the, it's the little things in times like this that are really can be quite comforting mm -hmm. and and really sorry to those people who like now if this is if you're celebrating your birthday in lockdown it means it's two in a row so Hey, maybe when we get back to gathering together, these lockdown birthdays will get a big bar of chocolate just for enduring two lockdown birthdays um, in a row. So let's see who's who they are. Yeah, I think the um, strangest part of this morning was having to have a shower early and <laughs> make ourselves look presentable because I don't know about you, but in our little bubble, it's been very much pyjamas till late in the morning and showering before I go to bed at night often. So anyway, it's you'll be pleased to see that we are. <laughs> I even put perfume on, not that you can smell it. Um, but yeah, just wanted to say we are really thinking of you all in your mm. bubbles. And I know they're different for everyone and they feel different for everyone. For me this time, it has felt somewhat familiar and it hasn't um, had so much anxiety around it. I've just kind of rolled with it, quite enjoyed it. That could well be to do with my personality. Lemon gets a little bit... Um, cabin fever and itchy to to get out but I'm quite you're being very generous I actually get really super grumpy yeah, lockdown Linden isn't pretty for the first couple of days yeah and then he just settles into it and we roll with it but yeah so just wanted to say that we're thinking of you all we're praying for you and we um want you to know if there's anything we can mm. do anything we can be praying for anything we can share um amongst us to make the load lighter for you we would love to do that so some birthdays, there's actually lots of birthdays, so I, feel, I do feel bad for these people. Some of them were last week, but I'm just going to catch them anyway. Um, Dee Thomas celebrated. I think she came up last week and got a chocolate, I can't remember. Um, Kevin and Nicole Gurney had their birthdays, oh, and they were birthday. away celebrating last Sunday, so huge happy birthday to them. Lee Sanders' birthday was last Sunday, so happy birthday, Lee. Paul Chapman turned the big 5-0, hard to wow. believe. Yeah. Um, Darwood Strauss had his birthday. Maz Kafali had his birthday. Santi Cass Abriana turned seven yesterday, so happy birthday, Abriana. Molly Van Kickham 
and John O'Townsend, I do believe if Facebook tells me right, it's your birthday today. Ooh, so, um, yeah, we just want to say happy birthday to all of you guys and anyone who's celebrated a wedding anniversary. And we will catch you up with chocolates when we, whenever we are back in the hall. Definitely. Firstly, I wanted to, um, before, we, before we get into um, really what we think, or what, what we believe God has asked us to share this morning, was firstly, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Colin and Nikki, who did an incredible job um, last week at our mm -hmm. Come to the Table series. I, for me, have just been kind of mulling over um, some of the wisdom that you guys have shared with us, and, and it's just been so good. So if you didn't get a chance to be there on, on Sunday, have a listen. I'm sure it's up on the, on the website, but um, really, really worthwhile listening to, especially parents, too. I think that was a theme that went all the way through, but really incredible. Thank you, guys. The other thing is that feels like um, forever ago, so I can't believe it was a week. Um, but but definitely um, have a listen and thank you again, Colin and Nikki, and for all those people who really do put um, put you know themselves out there and and really embrace vulnerability of sharing their their story, their journey with us. Um, I just think we're all so much richer for it. Mm. And I just wanted to say, secondly, can we please really encourage you guys to keep praying? Um, as we shared a couple of weeks ago, we really feel like as a church, this is a season of prayer. And in, in many ways, this lockdown, for some of us, gives us a lot more time. For others of us, it stretches our time a bit when we've got kids at home and stuff. But whatever your situation, we would love to encourage you to continue to be praying. We have these um, little booklets that we did. And there's some things in there that we specifically said to pray about. And maybe we'll put those up on the website so you can see what they are but we really believe that this is a time for us as a church to co-discern mm. together what God has for us in this next season and because of this lockdown it doesn't mean that needs to change I wanted to share um oh sorry I yesterday I got a message from someone and it was so encouraging for us so I just wanted to share it with you and it was someone who had only just listened to the second part of our message from a few weeks ago where we spoke over those two Sundays and they just listened to the second one and they just said when they finished listening to it their hearts sank because they were like oh man this feels like terrible timing now that we're in a lockdown. Um, I'll just read you what they said. They said my heart sank as I thought of the passion you both have regarding opportunity for Maharangi Vineyard Church and now um, versus another full scale lockdown. Then just as the podcast finished a strong thought came to me nothing can stop God's work. I needed to find scripture to back it up, and I did. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 14. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken away from it. And they added at the end, not even an alert level 4 lockdown. God has this, and so he has all of us. And I just thought that was so um, encouraging for all of us to, to keep praying and to keep knowing that God is with us, mm. and he is still at work even when we are in this strange season. Yeah. And so really what we had always planned to do, if we're going to kind of stick with it, is, is go into a new series called A Why. And, I, and in, a, in a way, it's kind of very, very appropriate. And, you know, for, for many of you who have um, little children, that question kind of gets banter, why? You know, like kids are very inquisitive. And maybe as adults, we don't ask, ask, ask excuse me, that question as much. Although, you know, I did a little bit in, in level four, you know, why? Why? Um, but but really, um, Jesus was always 
asking the question why. He was always sort of looking, he was always interested in the why. He's interested in the why behind the things that people said. He's interested in the why behind the things that people did. He was interested in, in the why behind um, the way it made them respond or react. Um, and, and so that idea of why, what motivates us? Why? What, what do we actually believe? You know, we can say we believe something, but, but really in situations and circumstances, the way we react and respond really oftentimes speaks deeper to, to our why, what we actually truly believe. Um, you know, for me personally, I've, I've been um, in, in professional supervision for the last uh, at least 10 years of, of doing this role of, of leading Maharangi Vineyard. And in many ways, over the, depending on the season of life and of, of leading, those, those sort of times of spiritual direction, or excuse me, spiritual supervision look, look like um, counseling or therapy. They look like spiritual development. Um, but often those times when I look back were, were so often about having a space to pull back um, and give myself time to consider or space to consider the whys behind maybe the way I reacted to what someone said or, or the why behind the, the feelings that arose when, when someone did something or when I did something or when I saw something. And those times of being actually able to step back and have a look and examine my whys, actually when I look at it, have been the catalyst in so many circumstances of where I was able, I've been able to grow and to change and to become more like, more like Jesus. It's understanding the why is, has so often been that catalyst for growth and for change. And so Jesus so, was so good at seeing, but also calling out people's whys. You know, we, we see so many times in scripture, Jesus really in very shocking and sometimes really difficult to take um, situations where Jesus is really just shining a light on people's why. I'm going to go through a few of them and we're going to just paraphrase them, but you, you've got time today to look them up. Um, but, but in Matthew 5, um, I think it's around verse 28, Jesus is talking about, about the law. Or there was kind of a, a conversation going around the law, which is often a lot, a lot of people always talked about the law to Jesus. And Jesus said something really shocking. He said that, you know, if you, as a man, if you even look at a woman um, with lust in your heart, you, you may as well commit adultery um, with her. And then he goes into this really crazy, you know, couple of um, sentences about gouging out your eyes and cutting off your hand. And, and, and you can have a look at that later. But, you know, it's like he... Um, the Gospels are full of times when, when um, Jesus would also do things like heal people, but he'd, he seemed to always do it or often do it on, on the Sabbath, which is like a day like we would call Sunday, a day when, when the law was saying you, you actually needed to rest. Um, and a couple of those accounts Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew 9, verse 4, he was talking about he, Jesus encountered this guy who, who couldn't walk. He was crippled. And, and in that first century, there was no health care. There was no social care. He, he was, you know, faced a terrible life of not being able to work and look after himself. And so Jesus, Jesus says to him, your, your sins are forgiven, which then the people around him, their why was, they responded so angrily of how dare you say, forgive your sins. And so then Jesus did something even more extraordinary. He said, what, how, what's easier to do to say, forgive your sins or 
or get up and walk. And then so he said, so, so get up and walk. And he healed the guy, um, which again, then their why were so worked up and angry. And then there's another one where, where a man encountered Jesus with a deformed hand and Jesus um, healed him in Luke. Oh, that was in Luke 6, sorry. A man with a, a, a deformed hand. And he said, he said, I have a question for you. This is to all the people around him whose why was getting really churned up that Jesus was going to do this on a day when they thought you shouldn't do anything. And so Jesus has this incredibly confronting question, which he says, I have a question for you. Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is it a day to save life or a day to destroy it? And, and so, so what Jesus was doing is his why was coming in contact with their why, and it was often very, very explosive. Um, probably the best story of, of ex- explaining or having that example of an explosive encounter with Jesus' why and, and the why of the people was this one in John 2, where Jesus goes into the temple and, and it's over the, in Jerusalem, over the Passover, and, and he sees in the temple um, merchants who are selling animals that are going to be sacrificed. And, and really that whole idea of sacrificing animals is we can use today in our context, worship. And so, so what Jesus was seeing is really a corrupting of something that was so dear to his heart, so central to his why of worship. And here the why of the people was somehow making that about money, somehow making it about um, your class. So the more money you had meant you could buy a better animal, which meant you could have, you know, a more acceptable worship. And Jesus, why? Just erupted with anger. And, and scripture says he, he, made a, he made a whip out of some rope. And remember, he turned over the tables. He went to town on them. Um, I was thinking later, this could be a really fun um, lockdown um, family, you could reenact your in your bubble um, this scene in the Bible. Parents, you can be Jesus, you know, and let's let's maybe film it. We can put it up online. Just kidding. I'm not promoting um, any any children being tables whipped. being turned over or whipped. But it would be really funny to see. But anyway, um, and and those are scripture. Those are lots of example in scripture. But I think one of the things I most remembered, and I don't know if I'll forget for a long time. Is last week, if you were there, Nikki said something equally shocking. Um, she talked about how um, her, if her 20-year-old self were to see her today, she would um, believe that she was backslidden. And yet, if anyone knows Nikki, and sorry, Nikki, you're going to be put on the spotlight, but if anyone knows Nikki, there are very few people who that I would say wouldn't, would demonstrate um excuse me, would demonstrate the level of integrity, of compassion, of, of mm. grace, and of kindness as Nikki. And so, you know, there's something really big going on in the why. And I think, I think that is the why that we often see in Scripture, is, is so many of those people that Jesus was trying to shine a light on their why was the fact that they had they had leaned heavily into rules. They had leaned heavily into their why was... Um, it's about it's about me being good enough. It's about me um, following the rules, and it's not saying that rules are bad. But but what Jesus was trying to do is saying there's there's a 
deeper why. There's a more loving why. There's a more there's a why that's closer to God's heart, and that is the the why of grace. That's the the why of um, of His love for us that we can do nothing to earn it. That it is not about what we can do. Um, and we would love to leave you with this morning with a couple, really with one really big why, is why can't we, or why could we, or why, well, however we're going to say it, but like, why don't we be a people who continue to pray in this level four, in this time where we've been sort of put into a situation, into a circumstance, and then really look at why, what is our why of being people who continue to seek God, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance. And so we've got a scripture that Angela's going to read that I'd love for us to think about. Yes, yeah, so it's from James 5, starting in verse 7, and I'm going to read till verse 18. And this is in the New Living Translation. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For look, the judge is standing at the door. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honour to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. But most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no, so that you will not sin and be condemned. Are any of you suffering hardships? you should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. So really, why, why pray or what is the why behind our prayer? And, and I think one, the first one that I wanted to have a look at was, is really simple, is there's absolutely nothing better we can do with our time. You know, we have had so many things that we can spend our time with, um, kind of taken off the table, so to speak. And, the, and there's a really good reasons, in my opinion, um, that, of why. But, but one thing we can do that can never be taken from us is we can pray. We can actually position ourselves and lean into God. You know, and and listen, we're we're all human beings, and I don't know about your bubble, but the first thing I want to do 
often is um, pick up a phone, pick up a device and spend way more time than I would normally do, um, you know, scrolling or flicking through or doing mm. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He confession reels time, reels, stupid. you know, stupid <laughs> reels, but somehow. But, but really simply, so why pray is because it's an incredible use of time. What if at the end of this season of our, of our lockdown, and who knows really how, how much it is, but what if in this time that we have, we would say we pray as much as we look at our screens? Wouldn't that be something extraordinary? Who knows what could happen? The second one is why pray is because I was reminded of the time when, I, when we shared a few weeks ago and... Um, how earlier in that season this year for us where our marriage was in such a bad place and when we look back on that now it wasn't that we were fighting it wasn't anything like that but what it was is that we weren't communicating in any way shape or form we were living in this house together without um, very little interaction between us and I was just reminded of that when you when we think of prayer and that's what prayer is it's a relationship it's a dialogue between us and Jesus it's a us spending time with him and he mm. and speaking to him and it's him speaking back to us and that is so as we now know, as we know as I'm sure any of you know in a relationship in an intimate relationship that that you have to have communication for it to be healthy and for it to be good and so can I just encourage you in this season to to really um, take the time to get to know your father and to spend it in prayer. For me, I've noticed over these last this last little while, my dialogue with prayer isn't it isn't a get up at six a.m. and pray for an hour. That's so not what I do. But what I found myself doing, and years ago we were at a conference um, and heard a guy speak about he was from I can't remember the twenty. He wasn't from twenty four. Anyway, they did prayer on the streets, but it was do your thirty second best prayer. And I find now for how I. My prayer life is very much that. It's my 30 second best prayers. I can be doing, I can be in the shower, I can be vacuuming, I can be doing dishes, whatever. If something pops into my head, rather than stewing over it or worrying, it's like, God, here's my 30 second best prayer. Can you take this? And I know from the bit of study I did earlier in the year, it's trusting that Jesus is at the right hand of God and he's interceding for us. So mm. I know that when I place those things with him, that I can trust him, that he's hearing me, that he's taking them, and that he's doing, he's working on my behalf. And that's where I'd love for us to all just develop that, that really close relationship with him in our prayer life. Another one we, I, I loved was from the, um, the prayer course. So remember when we were in connect groups, <laughs> when we were doing prayer course? And, and actually, to be honest, those are all online and they would be incredible bubble activities is the 24-7 um, prayer course, um, all free on YouTube. Really, really incredibly worthwhile. But one of the first, yeah, it must be the first one or maybe the second, um, was this really wonderful why behind, why do we pray or the why behind our prayer is this, is this idea or this, the truth that prayer changes our perspective. Mm -hmm. That prayer and the Lord's Prayer um, is the example of, it, it, it so often moves our perspective from from our you know what's just you know in front of us you know our level four our what are we going to eat <laughs> you know where are we going to what are we going to eat what are we going to eat what are we going to eat what are we going to watch what are we going to eat and pulls it back to um, 
oh my goodness, there's so much more from God's perspective. And prayer does that. Prayer, mm-hmm. prayer would has the ability to pull us back to see in the midst of, of this level four, in the midst of the uncertainty of the Delta variant of, of what, what the future holds. Um, prayer has the ability for us, um, not in a deluded way, but in a, actually even a more of a reality to be people of hope, to be people of peace, to be people of joy, because we actually, through prayer, are able to see this world through the perspective of God, through the perspective of prayer. I just think I'm kind of, you know, you all know I'm a, a bit of a gardener, but I, I kind of am quite excited about the fact that, you know, we've done these couple of weeks as that that um, email said of, of real, real kind of a definitely a sense of vision, one that I don't know if we've ever had that stirring before in the last 13 years of our leading. And then in in so many ways in our own perspective, you think, oh, what a kick in the guts. Here, here we are now in level four. How's any of this going to happen? What a waste of time. Um, but when I pray, I get this sense of, in God's perspective, like that of a farmer. If, what if those two weeks, what if all of that was, or, or even that vision, or even now as we continue, is just a planting of seeds? And like we saw in, or heard in that scripture, what if this time, this level four, is about the patiently waiting? is about the, the, the farmer who plants the seed. And then once you've planted it and you water it and you tend it, of course, but there's nothing you can actually do to make it sprout. That's, that's in God's hands. That's God's perspective. You know, what if we look back on this season in, in three, four, five, ten years from now and say, what came out of these, of these lockdowns, these seasons, is not a shrinking back, but a, but a growing, a stretching out, mm-hmm. a stretching out of our ten pegs. And we can know that we know that, that in this season of prayer, um, it was nothing other than us connecting with our Father. It was nothing other than us prioritizing our time, of leaning into relationship with Him, of seeing the world through His perspective. What if that is the why behind our prayer? Yeah, and I just want to finish today with a, a really beautiful quote I, I read on prayer yesterday. And I, for me, at the beginning of this week when um, all of that stuff was coming out in Afghanistan and obviously still going on over there and, and everything that's going on here. And if I, if I allow myself, I, go, I know I would go down really fast with this overwhelming um, sense of hopelessness. But I've, I really haven't this week. And it's because of that giving, constantly giving it back to God and saying, you know, this this stuff is huge and it's not mine to hold, it's yours. So here I give it to you again. But I read this quote and I thought it was so beautiful and I wanted to leave it with you today as we go into our weeks. It's from O. Hallisby from, and it's called Prayer. Helplessness is the real secret and the impelling power of prayer. We learn to know him so well that we feel safe when we have left our difficulties with him. To know Jesus in this way is a prerequisite of all true prayer. I thought that was so beautiful because so often our prayer is a feeling of help, like help God and loved that. Mm. So, hey, let's pray. What better way to finish? So, Father, I thank you for each, each family, each person, each bubble that's represented, whether they're watching it now or will watch it in the in the days or or week to come. 
God, I just want to pray right now for each and every one of them. God, would you remind us again that you so desire a relationship with us, that you, you desire for us to invite you into every area of our life, and, and, and in turn, you invite us into your life into all that you have. God, would you shift our perspectives? Mm -hmm. God, where we're, where we're churned up or upset or, or kind of go down the rabbit holes of social media and, and, and so much of the things that we can see online, God, would, would through prayer you call us back to your perspective? Mm -hmm. God, would we in this season spend more time in your presence than the presence of our screens and our devices? God, would we talk to you and bring our concerns and our cares before you and not before Facebook or Instagram? God, I just ask that you would again shift us to be more like you. And I pray your blessing over each person that, that this season, when we look back on it, would be a time of incredible growth and incredible becoming more and more like you, not, not going further and further away. Pray that you would bless each person in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Nice to see you. Not really. Can't see you. But <laughs> nice to know you're there watching. So thank you. And thanks for your... Um, we've had so many incredibly kind messages this week from, from you guys. And we really do appreciate it. So we'll keep praying for you. And you keep praying for us. And we will see you when we see you. Yeah. Next week at the very least. Yeah, next week. Thanks. See you guys. See ya.